North Shore 1049, WBOQ Gloucester. And streaming worldwide on the North Shore 1049 app. It's time for John Paul, the car doctor, on North Shore 1049. Call today with your car questions, comments, or concerns. 1-800-370-1049. That's 1-800-370-1049. John Paul, the car doctor. Saturday morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the North Shore 1049 Car Doctor Program. My name is John Paul, the Car Doctor, here to help you with your car problems on this Saturday morning. And finally, it looks like a decent day outside. Where weather's been less than ideal. Yesterday, nice day. A uh, couple days ago, not so bad, but it seems like we've had more rain than good weather lately. Uh, I did actually make a video washing and waxing the car one day. It was a good excuse to do something for work and wash and wax my car. So it worked out worked out okay. You can always find any of the oddball videos I do on YouTube. Uh, you can just YouTube John F. Paul. You'll usually find it or Car Doctor or something like that. You can find it. And remember, past programs can be found on the North Shore 1049 website or my um, podcast page, which is, all, which is my name, again, johnfpaul.podbean.com. Yeah, podbean.com. So you can find you can find it there. Hey, did you ever wonder what it was like to go really fast in a really short period of time? Um, I've never had this experience. I've talked to people that have, but uh, somebody who's really good at it is joining us on the program right now. Uh, Matt Hagen, he is a driver of the Mopar Dodge Charger SRT Hellcat Funny Car, and he uh, his boss is... Uh, Don Schumacher Racing. So, um, Matt, good morning, and welcome to the Car Doctor Radio Program. Good morning, John. Glad to be on the show. I got to start off already with uh, being a little bit of jealousy, man. I go 330 miles an hour, and I don't get a cool nickname like the Car Doctor. So, you know, I don't know what I got to do to get a nickname <laughs> like that, you know? Uh, well, you know, you go you go 330 miles an hour, and I, I understand you're also the first person to crack 330 miles an hour, right? Yeah, you know, I've had a lot of really cool milestones in my career with Mopar. And, you know, they've, uh, you know, I was the first ever to break in the four second zones of 480 zones, and I missed the 470 zone by, uh, by one run, me and Robert Height. When I did it, he did it right before me. We were side by side, and then I come back and did it right beside of him. So, uh, you know, what it could have should have, but, uh, you know, we've, we, we've always just been in a really fast race car, Dickie Venermals, and, uh, won a, won a championship with him and won a championship with, uh, uh, Tommy DeLago back in the day. And, you know, I mean, just the, them boys are, are aggressive and they've always put me in a, in a fast race car. And I'm a big old boy to do what I do, you know, so I guess they have to make more power so maybe we go faster, you know, so, uh, you know, it just kind of all works out. Well, I, I, I was going to kind of get to that eventually too. Uh, you know, uh, a guy who I've met over the years and, and I, I'll say kind of a neighbor because we're, we live I don't know, less than 100 miles from each other is, is Bobby Tasca. Bobby Tasca's okay. not a big guy. 
You look like no, you look he's, like he's a little guy. Bob don't eat no yeah. beef either. I'm a I'm a big beef guy, you know. So maybe that's what the difference is, you know. So uh, <laughs> we uh, yeah, Bob's Bob's a great guy. We're, he's a car dealer as well. We uh, we own eleven new franchises. I've uh, been a Dodge dealer for over forty two years now with my family and stuff. And you know, it's uh, you know talking to Bob, it's always t- good to talk you know cars and different things and how the business is and whatnot. But uh, yeah, he's he's a great guy. He's uh, he brought you know Ford into the the sport there back again after they left John and uh you know it's glad to see him back there you know so uh we're just trying to trying to keep Mopar you know uh running up front and and I guess they've been with Don Schumacher racing 18 years and I've drove for him for 12 mm. I think now so I'm kind of getting old out here man I used to be the younger and I... <laughs> well yeah well it was kind of funny when Ford when Ford left uh uh drag racing uh Bobby said to me uh I said what are you going to do and he said uh well, I'm going to go to Ford and tell them I'm going to I'm going to start driving a Mopar. Yeah. And that somehow somehow turned <laughs> well, it around. I, tell you, I don't know. I tell you what really brought that deal back for Bob is, is something that we do, like um, you know that I do as well for Mopar is called the CAP program. And really, they saw the value in reaching out to all these young kids and, and uh, you know getting them to come on over and sign up. They bust these kids in um, to to every. Uh, event like that most every event and you know we sit down and we have like four or five waves of thousands of kids and come through and you know give them an idea to give an opportunity to go over to the tent and talk to these people about becoming a technician for you know uh, a dealership or a race team or anything like that so you know the really the hands-on experience is what brought ford back in with bobby and then we you know we've been doing it with mopar with the cap program and you know they see the value in that and that's really you know, what se- separates our sport from other sports is that we actually talk to a lot of these kids and, and parents and, and, you know, just fans, period, you know, guys and gals. And, you know, we have one-on-one experience with them and can, you know, answer questions. And, you know, last time I checked, I don't have a helicopter. I didn't fly in, fly out, you know, and never saw nobody. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we're, we're working on that. Maybe one day in will get there. There you, there you go. There you go. And, and, um, you know, one one of uh, uh, actually more of a more of a neighbor is a uh, a guy Brian Loans. He's a he's an announcer, and uh, I I said to him, hey, if you had the chance to ask Matt Hagen one question, what would it be? And he said, uh, how do you stay in the shape that you stay in, and and be able to? Is that how you battle the? What do you, what are you running like five <laughs> or six G's when that car takes off? Yeah, yeah. We, so we pull about a positive six, and uh, and and that's everybody thinks we do it at the head of the, the track, but it's actually in the middle of the racetrack when the clutch goes one to one. That's when your vision gets really mm-hmm. blurry, and that's when it tries to pick the front of the nose book back up out there. And back when I used to drive a five disc, we run run a six disc now. But back with a five disc, it sounded like you took a two by four and break it in half, and there when it welds, you know, it goes one to one. You're like, holy crap, what was that? You know, the first time, and and. Uh, you know, and so, like, that's where we see the most positive Gs. Now, we see more negative Gs when the parachutes come out. So we go from a really hard positive to a really hard negative. We'll see almost a negative 7G swing uh, from a positive to a negative. And that's why I was like, you know, for four seconds of my life, I look really young. And then for about uh, half a minute, we look really old, you know. I'm afraid that there's going to be more old time I, I... than there's young time, you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I can only imagine. And, you know, in that... Four seconds, and, and a lot of times it's, you know, from, I guess, start to finish, it's probably four seconds. But in that short period of time, do you really have time to think about anything? 
Well, you know what is kind of crazy is that your mind does slow things down. I wouldn't say it's like super slow-mo where I'm like, look at the hot chicken row three, you know, but it's uh, it's one of those things where, you know, at first it's so fast that your mind can't can't grasp it. I mean, you, you truly can't, you know, realize. <laughs> the first time I got down there, I was, I was, it looked like I was a snake. I was behind the race car. You're never really, you know, in front of these cars. You're just trying to stay with yeah. these cars. And, and uh, it, it was left and right, and I was chasing it all the way down through there, and I I licensed in Tim Wilkerson's car, and I thought I was going to get out and get a high five. And, you know, because at the time, I only had, you know, basically I had to make three runs, and that's all the money I had to get my license. And I was buying his race car as a turnkey deal. So he threw in three runs, so I had to go to the end no matter what. And I'd never been that fast. And so I thought I was going to get a high five, and Wilkie comes over, and he's like, kid, don't ever drive like that again. And I was like, man, I got it to the end. He's like, yeah, but you about hit everything along the way. You know what I mean? So... It, uh, it was just, uh, you know, your mind at first can't compensate and, and grasp how fast it is. And then it starts slowing it down. It took me probably 50 or 100 runs to really start to feel comfortable in a race car. And, and even then, it's still, you know, I've never had the same ride, you know, back-to-back or anything close. You know I mean? It's it's kind of, I would be, you know, I've only got on a bull a time or two, but it's, it's like getting on a bull. You just never know what you're going to get, you know what I mean? You're just kind of, but, you know, I mean, it's kind of one of those things where they're wanting to slow us down and we're wanting to go faster. And you, I mean, if you go talk to a bull rider, they said, well, man, I sure don't hope this bull bucks. I mean, you never heard somebody say that. So it's kind of like, we want this thing to go faster and faster too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 and I can only imagine And again, have, have no idea what it's like to travel that kind of, that kind of speed and that short a distance. And, um, I mean, like you said, you've been around for a while. So you saw the, you saw the track go from 1320 down to a, down to a thousand. Um, were you concerned when that happened? Or well, you, you know, you here's the that? thing. And I'm, I'm an old school guy. I grew up pro mod racing and local tracks and I'd run all these quick sevens, quick eights, stuff like that, that you show up. And if you can get your race car down it, you know, good, good to go, you know, and winning a lot of money yeah. back when I was younger, you know, cash deals and stuff. And, and, uh, you know, I jumped into a pro mod and I run pro mod for like six years on quarter mile stuff like that. And, and, um, it just kind of evolved into what it was and then had an opportunity to drive a fuel car. And, you know, here's the thing. I'm, I love 1320 and I thought it was, you know, I, at first I was like, man, you know, this is awful to go to a thousand feet, but I'll tell someone that this that's never been in one and never experienced, you know, not being able to see and being on fire and being so hot that it blisters your legs up and, and not being able to tell where you're at on the racetrack and you're trying to put it on the wall to slow things down and, you know, and having bodies explode and, you know, just, just having things that just are going to happen when you drive a fuel car, you know, it's just inevitable. If you, if you don't think it's going to happen, you probably shouldn't be in that race car. But, but that being said, you know, when you are on fire and you're holding your breath and you can't see where you're at and you're getting really hot, you want every inch of track you have, you know? So I'll say this to mm. the diehard fans that, you know, they're 1320 guys and, and gals, but, it, you know, I, I get where you're coming from, but from a driver's standpoint, you know, um, we truly do use every inch that we can sometimes. You know, I've only nosed a car in the sand one time in my career. And, uh, you know, you're going like this thing's hopping and you got to let go of the brake to kind of let it settle and then grab more brake. And, and it was a Pomona and a really short racetrack. And we always kind of, you know, aware of that anyway. But, you know, those moments where you're just kind of like it's out of your control some of it, you just kind of, you really truly appreciate that extra 320 feet. Yeah, I, I bet. I bet. Uh, I had I had the opportunity to talk to, this was probably, I don't know, 15 years ago or something, uh, to Don Garlitz and, uh, uh, you know, and just, you know, looking looking at how 
the speeds have changed since you know guys were first breaking 200 miles an hour and that was fast and how you know now the speeds are are just you know you've you've gone up you've gone up 100 percent on speed i mean it, it's yeah. crazy how fast how fast the cars have gone and the tracks have stayed the same you know what i mean it's not like you know from you know 20 30 40 years ago that they've linked these tracks for us you know so we're going just yeah. as fast and, and that's the problem with some of these parachutes you know like impact they're trying hard to design some stuff and like, even del worsen did like he was going to do a third parachute kind of did like a small one at first and then the two big ones come out because they hit so hard that you know back in the day when they were hitting even harder you had guys problems with their retinas detaching and different things like that so you have to, you know, just be aware of everything that you do. Every action has a reaction, you know what I mean? So if you go faster, you got to figure out a way to stop it faster, you know what I mean? So that's what these crew chiefs deal with all the time, and it blows my mind how much chatter is really in my ear, you know, um, all the way up until we fire this race car, you know, and, and it's just kind of, I'm just blown away with, you know, with the basically the way they're doing, you know, tire pressure and clutch weight and fuel flows and, you know, wing and, you know, I mean, just on and on and on and then grip a yep. lot on the racetrack and what they're going to do for, you know, where we're staging the car, you know, the, how long the burnout is and how how much I'm taking care of the clutch backing up. And, you know, people just think, well, you jump in it, you run it to the end. And it's just, it's just not the case. I mean, these things are all the way up until the the last second, you know, where we, he pulls the body down and I pull up there and stage the car and he turns the barrel valve. You know, I mean, they're making adjustments on the race car. And when when you when you do when you get to that point where the body comes down and um, does and you said you know there's all that chatter going on and every all the adjustments going on at the last minute is there something you do kind of internally to center kind of center yourself and just focus on the end yeah scream real loud because I know I'm going to find out just playing up <laughs> no I think that you know uh, there's a great book out there that I, I recommend to a lot of people for. You know, it, it, it applies to business, it applies to life, it applies to sports. But uh, there's a, you know, I think what's allowed me to win several championships and runner up and win a lot of races and set world records and stuff is working on your mind game, right? So, like, everybody, like, even in sports and stuff, you, you know, there's boys and gals and stuff are there because they're physically talented, you know? And, but what separates them from being amazing and just being an average athlete is their mind game, you know, and being able to be mentally focused and yeah. working on that stuff. But there's a... There's a book called Mind Gym, and I recommend it to a lot of people that are in, you know, sports or business or anything else. I mean, it just, it's all about motivational and, and keeping positive and, you know, creating, uh, you know, something in your mind that you're already seeing it happen and doing it. It's kind of like when you shoot a basketball, you already saw yourself make it before you make that shot. You know what I mean? So it's just, you know, seeing it, hearing it, saying it, and it happens kind of thing. And, and that's kind of where I, I find my center with a lot of stuff. I talk to myself in the car. I tell myself, you know, kind of what I want to happen and, and I watch the runs before me and see how the tracks are, you know, kind of playing in with it. Is it pulling guys in or is it pulling guys out or, you know, is there a big bump over here we got to watch out for and different things like that. So you're just, you, for me, I, you know, what separates me, I feel like is that in, in drag racing anyway, not a lot of people know how to work on their middle game. And that's what really kind of separates you. I mean, most people can go through the mechanics and sit in the car and, you know, keep up with the car, but, you know, really what, what, you know, separates you from being a champion and, and being just an average driver is, is, is your, your mental focus and being able to deal with pressure and, and, you know, internalizing stuff, stuff like that. When you, you know, those moments come up where you're going, all right, man, this, I get a chance here to create history. Like this is something that's going to go down in the books, you know, if I can get this done, you know, so that's, that's what excites me as a driver to be able to rise to that occasion. Yeah, there's a, there was a football player up here that kind of I think read the same book. Uh, Brady, he, my, you know, he played for <laughs> played for the Patriots up until this year. Yeah, yeah he seemed and, to do all but right he, I, I, 
yeah, yeah. I heard I I heard him on the radio one day, and he's and he had exactly the same words you just did. He said it's it's as much a mental game as a as a physical game, and to the point where he met somebody when he was in college that kind of took him through the whole mental mental part of it. And he said, you know, you look at him sometimes, and you you kind of wonder what he's thinking, but he, he's he's thinking about the end. He's thinking about the end game. What what's going to yeah. happen? And uh, yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, I had a sports psychologist one time I was working with, and he had me out here playing pretend catch in front of all my peers. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this, buddy. I was like, you know, I want to, I want to <laughs> win, but I don't know if I want to make a fool of myself trying to do this. You know, and it, uh, it's kind of funny with working with some of those guys, and you know, just what they they do to get you to that next level and and stuff like that. But it was, it's kind of funny the year I worked with him, I won my first championship. So I definitely believe in the mental game. Yeah, absolutely. And and the physical game, I I I went out. Uh, Motorcycle riding with a guy who who at the time was uh, was in was in the top ten of superbike and we went out for a ride and he's he's like he said to me we were talking and and he said you know the idea of hauling that bike and flipping it left and right left and right in the kind of shape you have to be in um, like you said you're 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 a big guy you're what six one two hundred 20, 230-pound guy. And yeah, getting so on up there, unfortunately. I think as I get a little older, it keeps, you know, there's weight keeps packing up. But, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I'm definitely bigger for what we do, you know. And, and staying in shape has been huge to me. I mean, when I started in 09, I was just a fat kid for sure. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of one of those things where I was running around from town to town driving pro mods and, you know, you, you eat on the road and you don't work out and, you, you know, you work on your car all night and you go back to the next racetrack. And it's just that you know, obviously typical, you know, road life, you know, looking yep. person, you know what I mean? And I was like, this is not okay, you know? So, uh, you know, just one of those things where I really started to try to focus on, you know, my physical appearance and different things like that. And, uh, you know, and, I, and I, I grew up playing ball and sports and sticking ball stuff and, you know, uh, went to, to college to be a tackling dummy for a little while and, you know, just kind of, <laughs> so you know, how to, how to be in shape and be, you know, and, and to get there, but it's just taking the time and, you know, everybody can make an excuse for anything, you know, and I make a lot of them, but you make time for what's important for you. And that's really what it comes down to is like, how important is it to you? And, and if it is important, you make the time for it and make that change, you know? Yeah, no, no, it, it's, it's, it's really, it's really important. And I, I, you, you mentioned, you know, when, you know, the early days and I think it might have been, what was it? John Force, one of his one of his first sponsors was either Wendy's or Sonic or something, and part of the deal was he got to eat for free, and that was all. That yeah. was you know he wasn't making any money, but at least he got at least he got free food. <laughs> there you go. I guess there's always a trade off with everything, right? You know, so it's uh, yeah. you know I I've, I've definitely been approached by some supplement companies and different things like that. Where I'm, I'm ambassador for First Form and different things, and you know, and it's just yep. you know it's like anything you 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 know you got to believe in it and use it to push it or you don't bring it up, you know, that kind of thing. I'm just kind of, right. like I opened up a, a Matt Hagen cattle company or just Hagen cattle company and I'm, I'm selling beef to people right now. And it just, it fell in the, the niche right now where the grocery stores are empty and, you know, like, you know, people are really concerned with where their food's going to come from when, you know, who and where it's grown and how it's, you know, how it's handled and everything else. And I mean, within three weeks of doing this, I'm already sold out through August, you know, and I had no idea that wow. was such a demand for, for, you know, homegrown, farm-raised beef you know what i mean instead of this important stuff that we're getting in the grocery stores but um it just blew me away you know what i mean so people definitely are concerned with what they're putting in their body and their food and everything else so it kind of makes a full circle with 
with what I do on my farming side of things and, you know, maybe able to open up a new company there and just, you know, so, you know, I got two gals that are heading that up for me and being able to pay them just to, you know, to sling beef. And it's, it's just pretty, pretty cool, you know, to see how that demand is out there for, for people's food. And, uh, you know, usually, usually, uh, the part of the country you live in, uh, we talk about growing tobacco, but you're, you're growing hemp now too, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, that's something that's been great. Um, you know, and that, that's something, so just a real quick backstory on it. I'm my brother. I lost him two, three years ago now from opioids, from Oxycontin. He had, a, um, basically, uh, his curvature in his spine. He had surgery, got hooked on, um, pain pills from the doctor and, and just, you know, had pneumonia from sitting around in that and his lungs shut down and I lost him. So, you know, the thing about hemp with people I think don't really understand is that you don't have the psychoactive side of it at all, but you have all the benefits mm-hmm. from the cannabinoids that, that you get from the healing and, and all the benefits that they have from the anti-inflammatory and rest and different things like that. So all the different cannabinoids are in there except for the THC. So, you know, and, and a lot of these, these things that we're doing, we're remediating the THC out of it. So there's no psychoactive side of it, but you get the, mm. the healing side of it. So that has been huge for me, you know, losing my brother and different things like that, you know, finding a way to like help people manage their pain without getting addicted to something has been really big. And it kind of is just a warm and fuzzy for me, you know, because I don't get me wrong. I got in it to make money, but when you can help people with their, you know, change their lives and get off of opioids and different things like that, you're really doing something for somebody, you know? Yeah, no, it sounds it sounds it sounds good. Well, it looks like uh, August might be the start start time for you guys to start racing again, right? Well, I sure hope so, man. I was I want to go racing, you know, coming up this next month, but it's uh, you know we want to be safe and we we want to you know we want to make sure that we're not you know spreading COVID and everything else, and you know I think right. it's going to be a ge- a general you know slow return to normal life here soon, you know. So um, you know, and the COVID stuff, we're we're really trying to go out there. We've had, uh, you know, I'm a part of the, you know, COVID relief uh, that we're donating to. And uh, basically, you know, I, I put up some shirts and hats and starting line shirts and stuff and raising money for for yep. all these folks out here that, you know, have been on the front lines or, you know, just, just things that, that have been involved with it. I think there's over 150 athletes doing this right now. And, you know, they just, uh, they're just all banding together to try to raise awareness and money for, for this, this whole cause, you know? Yeah. No. Um, is there now? Now your your you know three hundred and thirty mile an hour hot rod is a pretty cool car to drive. But uh, do you have do you have something fun for uh, for the weekends in the garage at home? <laughs> I wish, brother. Maybe one day I'll get some some toys. But um, my brother, when he passed, he's he got a sixty eight Camaro that uh, Super Sport that that he he left me, and then uh, you know Mopar hooked me up with several trucks. Um, I farm, you know, I got thirty seven hundred yep. acres, and we keep over eight hundred mama cows and. So if it if it can't get cow crap on it, I usually don't have it, you know. So it's uh, it's one of those <laughs> things where <we're, laughs> we got pickup trucks and flatbeds, and you know I keep a fleet of Dodges here. But they're uh, you know it's just yeah. like anything else, you know. We're we're just out here farming, you know. I got a great relationship with New Holland, and uh, so between you know Mopar and New Holland, they're all FCA umbrella, and it's been really great for me because it's, yeah. it's right in my wheelhouse, you know. So um, you know we've been able to. You know, like I said, just just keep the keep the wheels rolling out here on the farms, and um, you know, it's a huge. You know, as as much as I've had a break, I've been super busy with these you know different entities that I got going on with my outdoor store and the, the hemp and the farm and the cattle, and you know, so it's just just like man, I'm ready to go racing. You know, because I you know I didn't have a choice before, and racing kind of is like my my getaway, my my break a little bit. You know, and now it's just kind of mm-hmm. like I'm just working and working and working. You know, it's 
on the track the last night until one thirty cutting rye and that's just kinda like I should be on a plane somewhere going going to uh to go to a drag race, you know. So that's just how it goes though. But uh very blessed to be here and, and, and doing what we're doing and have the re- relationships that we have. But I I desperately want to get back to racing. I love it. I have a passion for it and um you know, I just love our fans too, you know. Everybody likes listening to your show and watching and stuff. It supports, you know, what we do and our sponsors and stuff. It just you know, that's what, what I really love about it is that it's so engaging and fan friendly and you get to, to meet the people and talk to them and, you know, just kind of check how their day's going. And, you know, they spend their whole weekend there and pretty much their vacation to come see you, you know. So um, we, we take that serious, you know. Well, I really appreciate you taking some time out of your Saturday. Uh, I didn't know you were so entrepreneurial and had so many things going on so uh crazy busy how you are and hopefully uh we'll get to see you come up to epping soon yes sir let's go i've won that i think three times three years in a row now so uh i'm kind of bummed that we're not i don't it doesn't look like it's gonna be on the schedule right now but um i'm hoping to get back here because uh that racetrack has shown me a lot of love here lately I know. I was, I was look. I was looking at your numbers, and uh, you know, uh, considering uh, considering Bobby's, you know, that's kind of his hometown track, uh, and uh, you seem to yeah. kick his butt up there. We have, yeah, we hadn't uh, <laughs> we, we hadn't let we have you had anybody else had any room to win anything there lately. So I was kind of like, man, yeah. I want to go there no matter what. You know what I mean? So, uh, but we'll we'll get back <laughs> to normal go. life, and and we hope everybody stays safe, and uh, we just appreciate everybody keeping up with us, and thank you for their time today. I mean, it's it's nice to. Uh, to get here and talk a little bit about drag racing and life and everything else. But, uh, you know, we're ready to go back 330 miles an hour, you know, as soon as possible. Yep. And if people want to follow you on social, uh, it looks like, let's see if I got this right. It looks like Twitter, you're Matt Hagen underscore FC, Facebook, Matt Hagen FC, and Instagram, same as Twitter, Matt Hagen underscore yeah, FC. Yeah, Matt Hagen underscore FC. Yeah, funny car. So, uh, yep. yeah, that's it. And I'm I'm yep. more on my Instagram than I am anything. I do apologize. I know my Facebook fans and stuff, uh, you know, probably haven't been getting a fair shake at stuff. But, you know, with all the other things I got going on, I'm lucky to just get Instagram done. But, uh, you know, I'm still trying to <laughs> – everybody puts out all this cool stuff, and I'm like, how do they do that? I don't even know how to do that on my phone yet, you know. So it's kind of, you know, it's, it's, it's more well, they, daily life they for got me. people but, doing it. Yeah, what's that? They got people doing it, so yeah, yeah. I got. Uh, I think that. Yeah. yeah. Right, there you go. So much for your time today. Thank hey, Matt. Thanks a lot. I really appreciate it. Uh, be safe and go fast. Yes, sir. That's the plan. When hopefully by the time right. we talk again, I'll have a cool nickname like you. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye bye. That was Matt Hagen, uh, uh, world champion funny car driver. Uh, really, really nice guy. And spent a little extra time with us, which was nice. Uh, we need to take a break, pay some bills. My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on North Shore 1049. We'll be right back. We want our listeners to have a great weekend, and we appreciate you waking up and keeping it local with us every weekday morning. Join us at 6. we got birthdays every weekday morning at 6.50. Monday, we'll be joined by Joanne McGinnis from Aberdeen. Mark Friedman. Tweezed in a D. And then, of course, the Senator after 9. We're going to have Bobby Griffin from Chelsea Police and also the Chelsea Police Harbor Master. He'll be joining us also. And guess what? It's what? Elizabeth's 16th birthday. My youngest daughter's sweet 16th birthday. So all weekend, happy birthday, Elizabeth. You're going to hate me for this. Erica and Donnie in the morning on North Shore 104.9. 
Beth Israel Leahy Health extends our deepest gratitude to all healthcare workers across Massachusetts. Thank you for your unwavering commitment to keeping our communities healthy. And join us each day at noon for the playing of our national anthem. Join us this Sunday at 7 a.m. for Dirty Work Hard Pay on the Shot to talk about all your home projects. Dirty Work this Sunday at 7 on North Shore 104.9. All roadside assistance is not created equal. A car can break down anytime and anywhere. Join AAA, the roadside provider that puts you first. AAA covers you in any car you're driving or riding in. Our trained technicians arrive fast and usually fix the problems on the spot. Trust your safety to the most recommended roadside provider in the U.S. Join AAA today at aaa.com slash join. That's aaa.com slash join. Summer at Salem State has something for everyone, including undergraduate and graduate classes. Summer classes are a great way to get ahead, complete prerequisite work, earn professional development credits, or complete your degree. No place so close can take you so far. Check out all that Salem State has to offer this summer at salemstate.edu slash summer. Register today at salemstate.edu slash summer. The Epicurean Shop, located adjacent to the Century House Restaurant on Route 114 in Peabody, is your easy, safe, and quicker alternative to grocery shopping. The Epicurean Shop is open Monday through Saturday between 9 a.m. and 5 p.m. and closed on Sundays during the pandemic. The Epicurean Shop is well-stocked with ready-to-grill marinated meats and chicken and excellent prepared meals ready to warm at home. The Epicurean Shop encourages online ordering and curbside pickup. All the details are online at CenturyHousePeabody.com. back to the Car Doctor program. If you would like to join us, 800-370-1049 is the number. 800-370-1049 is how you get through and chat with us about your car, car problems. Maybe you're thinking about buying a car. Maybe you're thinking about selling a car. I was talking with um, one of my former co-workers uh, who actually I used to do a radio show with many, many, many years ago. Uh, uh and he he's thinking about trading in his 2016 Toyota Rav4 Hybrid, and uh, he said, hey, I'm, I'm thinking about trading it in." And I th- he's uh, wants to buy a Tacoma pickup truck. Want to know what I thought about that? And told him, "You know, you can't go wrong." Uh, but on the other hand, he said they don't seem like they're giving me a lot for my trade in right now. And he looked it up on Edmonds and I think Kelly Blue Book and. He got a price of um, sixteen thousand for a trade-in, something like that, and the dealer's offering him more like fourteen. Um, and he's like, "I'd take, I'd probably take fifteen. Is it worth the thousand dollars to argue back and forth?" And he lives in New Hampshire, so he lives in a car sales tax-free state. So normally, I would say to somebody in Massachusetts, "Take the trade-in, even if it's a little less than you think, because the trade-in." number is going to come off the sales tax because you already paid the sales tax once. So instead of paying sales tax on 40000 you'd pay sales tax on 25000 And then when you factor in the amount of the sales tax, you know, that $1,000 gets shrunk right down pretty quick, so it's almost not 
worth trying to argue about it. I did suggest to him that, you know, maybe he goes to one of those large used car lots where they handle the trade-in completely separate, where they just buy cars and uh, basically you know, give you a ride home afterwards, and and I said, at least you get a you'll get a better estimation on what the car's worth. But right now, used cars are used cars are kind of a surplus. People aren't buying cars. People are buying some newer cars, like our buddy Jimmy Carter just got a new car, or his wife just did from Michelle Mitsubishi. Um, but people aren't. You know, you look at the average transaction price of a new car now is around thirty six thousand dollars. But the average transaction price of a car is closer to fifteen or sixteen thousand because that's going to be used cars are a big portion right now. But people aren't buying used cars because a lot of the people that would normally buy a used car are people that are currently either in uh, limbo with their job, on furlough with their job, or been laid off from their job. So they're they're not buying cars, and used cars are starting to stack up a little bit, which is why some of the used car prices are coming down. Um, but uh, so I said, go, you know, go check and see what it's worth. He said the truck he's looking at. Uh, he uh, he self you know he admitted that he said uh, I kind of I kind of look for the uh, finer things in life now. And I and he said unlike you, I said uh, you know I tend to buy I tend to buy the base model. He tends to buy the better model. So good for him. Uh, and I said to him, you know, he's a little bit younger than me, and. Uh, he said, uh, I said, you know, but shouldn't you try to treat yourself well, different than when you were 20? And uh, he, he kind of agreed. I'm just not that person. But anyway, although I did want to talk about the car that took me around a little bit over the last week, and uh, that is the Sentra by Nissan. And again, if you want to join us, and I hope you will, at 800 370 1049-800-370-1049 is how you get through and uh, talk to Jimmy. He'll put you on the air and we can talk to you about your car and your car problems. Phone lines are wide open if you want to join us. Uh, 800-370-1049. Uh, the 2020 Sentra by Nissan is updated with new engine and suspension, all while having the look of its larger siblings, the Altima, and even the premium level maxima the center is powered by a two liter four-cylinder engine connected to a continually variable transmission although the center is a compact car it's actually quite roomy the center comes in three trim levels ssv and sr with only two option packages the base s includes 16 inch steel wheels with full covers remote keyless entry push button start the subject of our test drive was Sort of the in-between car, the SV. The SV adds 16-inch alloy wheels, upgraded infotainment called Nissan Connect, which uh, features Apple CarPlay and Android Auto. 8-inch uh, color display with multi-touch control, six-speaker audio system, dual-zone climate control, kind of unusual in a in a kind of entry-level car, uh, that you would have climate control separate for left and right passengers. Uh, 18-inch uh, aluminum alloy wheels. It's an it's an upgrade. If you ours had the upgrade, so uh, uh, you can go to 18-inch alloy wheels. Um, uh, 
LED daytime running lights, LED fog lights, your sport cloth interior. And then there's uh, there are two premium option packages which add everything from a moonroof to heated seats and, and steering wheel and leather interior and more. So those are kind of the option packages that go with the car. I've driven the Sentra since they first came out. And the first thing you notice about the latest version, how much it's grown and grown up. The interior is comfortable and stylish. The materials uh, used are a better quality than early models. And all the controls seem to make sense. The seats feel like they'll stay comfortable all day long. Uh, seat comforts, I think, partially due to something called Nissan calls it zero gravity. Uh, it's the kind of padding and foam, I guess, they use in the seat, which uh, help optimize uh, posture positioning for enhanced comfort during long driving distances. A six-way manual driver's seat and four-way manual front passenger seat are standard. Uh, simple items such as switches, climate control, radio, volume, and tuning knobs. Yeah, this has a volume and tuning knob are all placed where I would expect them. Um, I'm driving a um, Honda Civic got a volume knob but still you got to use the touch screen to tune it i've been told they're going to fix that the next go around uh other interior features include front and rear door pockets front center console padded armrest cup holders uh rear seat uh armrest drivers one touch auto up and down auto reverse all that kind of fun stuff the uh, new 4-liter engine is now rated at 149 horsepower that's up about 20 percent um that gives the, the center a uh, peppy feel, not exactly a sports sedan, but certainly adequate for uh, all driving conditions. The latest CVT transmission feels more like a regular transmission. Seems odd to say that, but yeah, it actually feels like it has real shift points where instead of feeling like it gets stuck at a certain RPM, so it actually does feel better when you drive it. Fuel economy, about 30 miles per gallon in mostly city driving, because that's what I'm doing these days, mostly city driving, like most everybody else. Uh, the latest Sentra is now the best Sentra with a smoother ride, better handling, quality interior. It may not be the most powerful car in the compact segment, but it is a small car that's easy to like. Um, EPA says 29 city, 39 highway. Uh, base price starts as low as 20000 Our phone number, 800-370-1049. Uh, let's take a call. I think we're going to talk to John. Good morning. Morning, John. How are you? John. Good. How are you? Good. Um, I have a question. My uh, 99 Maxima is leaking coolant. Not a lot, but um, my understanding is it's the crossover tube. Um, ah. I think you just... And... Uh, but I'm having trouble coming up with a like a cooling system diagram. Is there a good website for that type of thing for you know showing you diagrams of the systems and all the different parts and so forth? Um, I don't. I mean, maybe um, there there you know there might be there might be some kind of good parts explosion if you could actually find the the uh true um a true like nissan manual for the car maybe um all data which uh which i use uh you know sometimes we'll have some of these diagrams but in a lot of cases they're they're sort of pretty basic still um you know when, all data when like i look up the only like description thing no, well, there's a there's a DIY version which you kind of buy it as a subscription for one vehicle. But even at that, 
uh, you know, I just I just pulled up the uh, I just pulled up a cooling system diagram, and really all it shows is the radiator hoses, the radiator, the water pump, and not much more than that. Um, there's another there's another system that I use called Mitchell on Demand. Uh, sometimes that has a little bit more. Um, uh, a little bit more detail, uh, but for most of the time, I don't think there is a, I don't think there is a, um, a DIY version of that. Uh, but if you, um, if you send me an, if you send me an email and with, uh, just remind me what kind of car it is. I'll do a little research over the next couple of days, and if I can find some kind of decent cooling system diagram, I'll send it to you. How's that? That'd be great. Um, yeah. As far as, like, a manual, do you prefer, like, Haynes versus Chilton's versus any other? Uh, it looks like I can yeah, I mean, find books for no money at all, but I'm just not sure what the best one is. Yeah, I... You know, I was always, I was, I always liked, um, Haynes. I always thought they did a little nicer job than Chilton's. You know, back in, back in the olden days when all you had was either a motor's manual or a Chilton's manual and you could fix, you could fix just about every car in existence. Um, now it's, uh, now it's a little bit more, a little bit more challenging, I guess. Um, because there's so much information out there like i said i use two computer databases to look stuff up and sometimes that doesn't even seem like enough um and that's where sometimes the only thing that will work is a factory manual and you know trying to find trying to find one you know can be a little bit of a challenge um but you know well like i said i will i will try to uh i will try to find what i can and okay. if it has any kind of detail other than more of what you can, you know, what you could just find, you know, uh, you know, opening the hood and just looking under the hood and going, oh, yeah, there's some stuff there. Um, most of, you know, most of the cooling system uh, diagrams tend to be more about the electronics, about the fan and the and, uh, you know, how how various aspects of the of the cooling system work not so much you're looking for more like where all the hoses go right right because I, I really got to figure out what that cross where that crossover tube is and um, yeah figure out how hard it would be to get at really mm. yeah and, and um and that and that if i like i said if i can find it if I can find it, I'd be happy to send it to you. So send me an email at jpaul at aaanortheast.com. And if I can find something that looks like it would be helpful for you, I will uh, I will send it along to you. Great. Appreciate it, John. Okay. All right. Take care. Have a nice Bye-bye now. 617, 617-800-370-1049. 800-370-1049. 104.9. Phone lines are open if you'd like to join us. We have about uh, 15 minutes left to the program, so give us a call. 800-370-1049. We'll be right back. This weather report is brought to you by Moynihan Lumber. If you would like to know all the latest information regarding kitchen cabinets, visit Moynihan Lumber with 25 kitchens on display 
at 82 River Street in downtown Beverly. Or visit us at MoynihanLumber.com. <laughs> Cocktail time. Oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah, behave. I know we're all losing our minds, so now's the time to grab a bottle of Nautical American Gin. Make yourself a naughty lemonade, maybe a naughty mule. Sit back, relax, and be gin. Get it? Be gin. Small B, small E, capital G, capital I, capital N. Anyway, folks, Nautical American Gin. Check it out. Go into your local liquor store. Ask for it by name. Say, I want to get naughty with nautical it's got the blue green bottle with the flat back please discover responsible and let's begin trust triple a to put you first and get you safely back on the road with 24 hour seven day a week 365 day a year road service coverage for a limited time new members can join with just two drivers for as low as 44 dollars visit triple a.com slash join Hi, this is Brian Kelly. All our dealerships have been thoroughly cleaned and disinfected. We've painted floors, walls, bathrooms, sanitized, and replaced carpets. Our children's play areas are spotless. Our waiting rooms have been expanded with outdoor seating. We're offering service by appointment and online touchless sales and delivery system. Whether you're looking for a Nissan, Infiniti, Jeep, Chrysler, Volkswagen, Ford, or Honda, feel confident to reach out to any of our dealerships. Hey, this hasn't been easy on any of us, but we're committed to do our part. That's the Kelly Good morning, everyone. I'm Mark Eisenthal. Here is your North Shore 1049 forecast serving the North Shore in the Merrimack Valley. Sound a few clouds today at night. So it'll be 68 to 75, turning cooler at the coaster in the afternoon. Overnight being the clear, lows about 50. Tomorrow, some clouds. It'll be in the 60s, low 70s, but cooler at the coast. Chance of occasional rain on Monday. Cooler temps in very low 50s. Forecast being brought to you by the Berry Tavern on High Street in Danvers. The Berry Tavern offers curbside pickup and delivery takeout through local delivery companies. They offer North End Italian specialties like Parpadelli Bolognese, Veal Parmesan and Chicken, Bevanotto with homemade pasta and sauce, as well as brick oven pizza. They also serve salads, soups, sandwiches, steak tips, burgers, fries, along with beer and wine. Call 978-777-2377. For local North Shore, 1049, I'm Mark Rosenthal. And welcome back to the Car Doctor program on North Shore 1049, our phone number 800-370-1049. And I think Captain Keith is on the phone with us. Keith? Yes, Doctor. Hey, how are you, my friend? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Just staying safe, staying, staying out of trouble? Trying to. It's hard, though. Yeah. It is. I know. I know. I actually uh, have a car question. Sure. So, <clears throat> I have a 2016 Explorer EcoBoost all-wheel drive. And yep. it's got 113,000 on it. So, sporadically, the tranny bangs So uh, when it shifts. So, I took it to the dealer two or three times, and it's not pulling any codes. But I was wondering if you had heard anything about these transmissions or going well, south. Well, you know, it's it's kind it's kind of funny because you know now now the uh, the new explorers are all you know back like the old explorers. They're rear wheel drive again instead of like yours is back, you know biased on front wheel drive. The the new ones are kind of biased on rear wheel drive. So um, 
there hasn't, you know, oddly, there hasn't been really a whole lot in, like, technical service bulletins and stuff like that. It has been a pretty good transmission, but if it's not, if there's no codes and there's no wear in the driveline, the only thing that means is internally inside the transmission, uh, one of the, um, the accumulator that is designed and all all transmissions have different forms of accumulators and springs that soften the shifts and it sounds like one of those is maybe starting to starting to act up a bit so so should i is the transmission sorry yeah yeah i mean is the transmission starting to go bad might be it might be starting to head in that direction yeah now does it yeah right when does it yeah when does it do it it's sporadic. It's yeah. You, you can't really predict. It's once in a while it just bangs. Mm. And does it do it at any certain speed? No, it's when you accelerate, obviously, because it yeah. shifts up. But no, yeah. Yeah. no. And, but and is it? I, I, unfortunately, my warranty is up in ten thousand miles, so I'll have to go with the AAA. Well, or you could, or you could just, um, you know, the thing. Even though there's no codes in it, doesn't mean that there's no problem with it. So you just need to be able to, um, you know, get into the dealership while it's still under warranty and show them that, hey, this is what I'm talking about. This is when, this is when it's, this is when I feel the bang. This is when I, this is when I feel it. This is where, this is where all the the noise is and. Um, but you know, most of the problems with that transmission are just the opposite. It it's either a delayed shift or a soft shift, and that's and that's usually uh, you know that's that's usually uh, one of the clutches inside the transmission starting to starting to act up. But uh, uh, as far as um, you know, the if I had to, if I had to guess, just guessing, I would say the forward clutch is probably starting to go bad in the transmission, but. Um, you know, time will tell on that one. Okay. Maybe it's just well, time for bring a, it back again. Just time for, I got a document. Yeah, maybe it's just time for a new truck. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's just time for a new truck. Maybe it's time for a new truck. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. I, I, I really, I really, I drove the, uh, I drove the, uh, Explorer RS the other day, so that's the, like, 450 horsepower Explorer. You'd look good in that. Oh, thanks. Rear wheel drive, right? Oh, well, it's rear wheel, rear wheel, all wheel, yeah. So, but it's rear wheel primarily, yeah. So, is it rear wheel posy? Yeah. Oh wow! Yeah, you can so, do some smoke so shows. You, well, it, and and it's basically what it basically is. It's the it's the uh, police pursuit ver- version without the police package. So, um, so you'd oh, you'd, wow. be, you'd be just writing. You'd just be you'd be just writing that. And I think they give them yeah, away okay. at like you know. Sixty thousand or something, so it'd be perfect. Sure, I'll, uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll sign right up. <laughs> All right. All right. Maybe I'll come over and see you. Maybe I'll come over and see you today. All right. Take care, Keith. All right. Let's go to Robert, and then I think we need to take another break. Robert, good morning. Good morning, John. How you doing? Good. How are you? You survived the storm, did you? I did, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no yeah. tornadoes that I, at least right. I saw. So yeah, yeah. I'll kind of make yeah. it quick. Uh, I talked to you a few weeks ago about brake job, and uh, I'm having Sullivan tire. They did a brake inspection, so the rear brakes need replacing. 
Now, my question is, uh, they don't want to turn any rotors. And this is in New Hampshire now, by the way. And yep. they told me they don't turn rotors. They replace them. Is that a fact yeah. or fiction? Um, and they look you know, rotors, rotors, well, it's, you, you do two things. Either you just put pads on it. And or you put new rotors on it. I'll, I, you know, people who know me and have listened to my me talk for a long time know that I'm cheap. But I got to tell mm -hmm. you, when I do brakes, I I buy rotors because yeah. you try to resurface them. You take off, you know, ten thousandths on each side to just smooth them out and get them all nice and cleaned up. And you just want to, you don't want to put a new brake pad against a typically against a hardened glazed up rotor because they'll tend to squeak so you need to take a little bit off so you have fresh metal for the brakes to kind of burnish up against and by the time you do that today's rotors are so lightweight that they tend to warp afterwards so yeah, yeah that you know, be, i just want i figured new hampshire maybe they have different uh, rules and mass but no no it's 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 got nothing to do with rules it's got to do with you know what kind of what kind of comebacks they get um it's just it's just they probably look at it and go you know what uh it, it's going to be you know you know i and i i don't even know what it would cost to you know if you brought a rotor to a machine shop and said resurface them i don't know they'd be probably 20 or 25 bucks a piece or something right. and you know by the time you're by the time you're done it makes if you're going to if you're going to hold on to the vehicle it makes more sense to put um a new set of pads against a new set of rotors, so you know you're not going to have any trouble. So yeah, I, I, I agree. I mean, I'm I not. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean, I'm kind of cheap, but you know, I like right tires and brakes, thing like that. I yep. just want to make sure that you know, because they look like they were, you know, just down a little bit. They could have been yep. just cross hatched. But. Yeah, but you, but you are take anytime you take metal off, you're more apt to the 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 metal of the rotor is what keeps it from overheating. So right. years back when rotors were, you know, weighed 25 pounds a piece and they were good and heavy, and you could resurface, you know, they all have minimum thicknesses on them, and you could resurface them right down to the minimum, and you wouldn't have a problem. Now it seems like you resur if, you, if you resurface them once in 10,000 miles later, you get a brake vibration. So yeah, they, uh, the standards I, must be tightened up, too, as far as how much they can take off, right? Yeah, yeah, because it's all about weight. And they go around, and when they, the lighter they make something, the better gas mileage it is. So mm -hmm. they look and they say, can we save, you know, 100 grams of weight by making this rotor skinny? And they go, yeah, we can. Yeah, that's this what is happens. a so they're kind of, they're kind of rotor, though. It's pretty yep, good yep. Yeah, but, I know, but still, they, still it's the thickness of it, which is right, the part. Yeah. You know, I, yeah, I mean, I was talking to the service manager at a, at a, a you know, high-end dealership one day at a mercedes dealership and he said you know we used to resurface rotors all the time he said it just doesn't it doesn't it doesn't make sense for us to do it because it ends up costing us in the end the customer yeah, come back. back and then we end up yeah, yeah and then we either try to do it again or then we say to them you know we should have put rotors on to start off with and then we don't want to put new rotors on with old pads and that's how we're stuck so hey robert i gotta go we gotta take a break but thanks for calling as always uh, why don't we take a quick break? My name's John Paul. This is the Car Doctor Program. You're listening on North Shore 104.9 with Jimmy Carter, producing. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Frank of Boston Fence and Vinyl and Historic Beverly. 
Let us show you how the right fence can enhance the beauty and define the lines of your piece of the American dream, your home. And remember, one if by land, two if by sea. Paul Revere's on our logo and the estimate's free. Call the original Boston Fence and Vinyl for an appointment today. 1-800-585-7753. That's the original Boston Fence and Vinyl. All roadside assistance is not created equal. A car can break down anytime and anywhere. Join AAA, the roadside provider that puts you first. AAA covers you in any car you're driving or riding in. Our trained technicians arrive fast and usually fix the problems on the spot. Trust your safety to the most recommended roadside provider in the U.S. Join AAA today at aaa.com slash join. That's aaa.com slash join. I'm Ashley from Agway of Danvers and Waltham. We're open with everything you need to grow your own fruits and vegetables. Plan ahead with onion sets, garlic bulbs, asparagus roots, and vegetable seeds. Pick up bags of compost, mulch, organic garden food, fertilizers, and pesticides. A backyard vegetable garden can help distance you from grocery stores and also give you a fun hobby while home. We are open weekdays from 9 to 5 and Saturdays until 4. Visit us in Waltham or at 9 Wenham Street in Danvers. Have your morning coffee with me, Mark Friedman, host of Dollars and Cents, each and every Sunday morning from 8 to 9 a.m. We'll start your day with financial advice in a language you can understand. Hi, I'm Nick Gabba from Teresa's Hospitality Group, wishing everyone good health. Teresa's Italian Eatery is now open in Middleton for takeout and delivery every day from 3 to 8 p.m. Let us do the cooking. Enjoy our great Italian dishes, specialties, and pizza. We also have our family-sized trays and complete family dinners. All with easy call-ahead curbside pickup, or you may order online at DoorDash or Uber Eats for delivery. Call us at 978-646-1111 or visit us on the web, TresisEatery.com. Welcome back to the Car Doctor program. We're running just about running out of time, but I want to talk about an interesting Jeep I got a news release about. It says uh, the uh, Ball and Boke announces the launch of the bespoke CJ8 Jeep uh, uh, Scrambler. Scrambler is an old name. Uh, but uh, this was uh, Ball and Boke, the leaders in sporting lifestyle and outdoor menswear, announces the launch of the custom built Ball and Boke Buck. Original Signature Series CJ8, vintage Jeep from the 80s, sourced around the country and modernized with custom finishes and mechanics of a one-of-a-kind ride. The custom-tailored CJ8 program from Ball & Buck launches, um, well, launched about a month ago, actually. And it says uh, it reimagined the CJ8 for a model that combines style and function. The CJ8 Scrambler produced in 1981 was only manufactured for five years and was popular because of its small pickup style box. It was perfect for driving the streets uh, or going off-road. Apparently, fans range from Ronald Reagan to Steve McQueen to Clint Eastwood. And if you want to buy one of these, it is a crazy price. Um Prices range from about sixty-five thousand to ninety-five thousand. Now, now this is for an old Jeep with a new drivetrain, and you can get powertrains. You can get a four-point-two liter fuel-injected engine. You can get a six-liter fuel-injected GMC V8 and LS3 engine in it, or you can get a two-point-eight liter Cummins turbo diesel. And it takes three to six months to get this custom-built 
vehicle. So I don't know if it's so much about Jeep or it is about fashion either way, but something I'm not going to get, that's for sure. So there we go. Hey, that music means, that piano guy means we need to go until next week. Um, I was going to say next week, I don't know. We don't have... uh, I don't think we have a guest book for next week yet, but I hope you enjoyed Matt Hagen. He was he was great. I really appreciate him spending the time he did with us. So until next week, make sure you wear your seatbelt, drive safely, be good to your car, and wash your hands and wear a mask. Talk to you all next week. Bye-bye. Shore 1049 WBOQ Gloucester and streaming worldwide on the North Shore 1049 app.